welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And we're here to celebrate the Christmas and all holiday season with you in this very festive episode. Yeah! Woo! Yeah. We're talking about a little Christmas book today. In a Holidays by Christina Lauren. We are very excited, um, mm-hmm. mostly just because we're Christmas girlies. We're ready to talk we about are. this this Christmas romance and all things holiday. Yeah, the vibe of just curling up and not doing anything really speaks to us. Always. <laughs> As two gals who never curl up and do nothing, we're constantly dreaming of it. Yes, it is It is the, the thing we strive for <laughs> and then actively do not do. Yeah. Sitting by a fire, looking out at the snow, drinking hot chocolate. When will I do this? I don't know. Like 2043, maybe? (laughs) When you retire. (laughs) Oh, no. I I look forward to it. Mm -hmm. Yikes. (laughs) Um, But you guys, are you interested in hearing a little summary for In a Holidays? You know I'm interested. Are you doing two summaries this time? I was thinking about it. Okay. I just didn't know if you were going back to two summaries after Starless Sea. I know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on it now, but I might. (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, here we go. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but not for Maylin Jones. She's living with her parents, hates her going nowhere job, and has just made a romantic error of epic proportions. And perhaps worst of all, this is the last Christmas May will be at her favorite place in the world, the snowy Utah cabin where she and her family have spent every holiday since she was born, along with two other beloved families. Mentally melting down as she drives away from the cabin for the final time, May throws out what she thinks is a simple plea to the universe. Please, show me what will make me happy. The next thing she knows, tires screech and metal collides. Everything goes black. But when May gasps awake, she's on an airplane bound for Utah, where she begins the same holiday all over again. With one hilarious disaster after another sending her back to the plane, May must figure out how to break free of the strange time loop and to finally get her true love under the mistletoe. Jam-packed with yuletide cheer, an unforgettable cast of characters, and Christina Lawrence trademark hijinks, This swoon-worthy romance read will make you believe in the power of wishes and the magic of holidays. So, uh, In a Holidays, how do you describe it? In a Holidays is basically Groundhog Day meets every single Hallmark Christmas movie ever. Mm -hmm. The character of May, the first time we see her, she has made out with, and I'm not thinking of anyone's name, Theo, Mm -hmm. the brother of the man she has pined for her entire life. And she was 13. Yeah. And she's like 26 now, 13 Mm -hmm. years of pining. And she makes out with his brother. That's a choice. (laughs) What a choice. (laughs) She's embarrassed. She's humiliated. And then she finds out that her aunt and uncle or the people who own the cabin are selling basically aunt and uncle. Yeah. They're selling the cabin and she is crushed. She hates everything in her life. She's not happy. She doesn't know what she wants. She just made out with a guy she doesn't like who then ignored her at the breakfast table. Mm. And she's over it. She's very upset. And then all of a sudden, boom, she gets into a car crash and she starts the whole thing over. And then she does this a few more times. One time she falls down the stairs and she starts all over. She gets hit by a tree, which was my personal (laughs) favorite because it sounded like she died. 
Well, I'm pretty sure she does. She does. She's like, what? What happens to these other timelines? Do like they have a funeral for May happening in these other timelines, and she's just sent to a different one? Do we just completely rewind? If this was a science fiction, yes, there would be other timelines Um, where May has died at least four times, (laughs) so many times. And basically what she realizes is that her true Christmas wish is to get her lover under the mistletoe, Andrew. And so she tries to connect with him. And then finally, in the final time we see her die and come back to life, she's basically over everything. And Uh she just tells him that she likes him. And then they start a little romance together. And it's really cute and sweet. They've both been pining for each other for forever which is insane. Mm, I don't know that Andrew has been pining for her. He totally has because he makes all those comments. Yeah, he's like, I didn't know that you could be mine because he assumed the whole time that her and his brother would end up together one day. I mean, yeah, but I took that as like he'd written her off. Yeah, but I think he he no longer pines because she is not romantically available. Okay, I see what you mean. But I think you can still pine for somebody even if you know you can never be with them. Like, I think he was always in the back. She was always in the back of his mind. I mean, that's the nicer way to look at it. I Um, like your way of looking at it better than I did. (laughs) I was reading this whole thing and being like, Andrew didn't even freaking know. And and (laughs) he's just now getting really into it. I was like, this is kind of weak. No, because he makes that whole comment about how all of a sudden one summer he was like, what? You're beautiful. I love you. (laughs) Something. I don't know. I think pining is kind of ridiculous. If you've been liking for someone for 13 years and you haven't said anything, what is the matter with you? That's so much time. That's so much time. I mean, oh my gosh. It's it's, it's too long. It's too too long. long. The the pining has to have come out at some point i think within the first year otherwise it's expired like it's expired you can't like you can't 13 years is too long in this case i would even give them a few years because when you like someone at 13 it's very different yeah you continue to like them into your you know young adulthood 20, 21, 22. Eventually, you have to say something. This is getting ridiculous and, quite frankly, embarrassing. That's still a lot of years. From 13 to 20 is seven years. Yeah, but you change so much. You know, if if I told a boy that I liked him at the age of 13... And he's like, I like you back. We would date for two weeks and then never talk again. Awkward for the rest of your life. So that's why May didn't say anything. So that's why she didn't for literally thirteen years. Insane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I'm learning is that Christina Lauren love people who pine for one another. And okay, so basically now they're in love. But what Theo is being weird about it and Mm. what she's learning all these things about her family and trying to get find a way to save the cabin. And then classic Christina Lauren, there's a third act breakup in which May tells Andrew that she's been going back in time again and again and again because he's her Christmas wish. And also she kissed his brother in an alternate universe. and. Andrew, let me I'm just so say sorry for laughing at that. Andrew does not find this endearing. He's like, wow, you only told me you liked me because you went back in time a million times. Also, you kissed my brother. I'm never speaking to you again. And you're just like, yeah. sir, this is so dramatic. 
This is truly, <laughs> you are being ridiculous. Anyway, will they get back together? Will Christmas be saved? Will the cabin find a new owner? Who knows? Who is to say in this rom-com? Will it end unlike every other rom-com? Probably not. (laughs) It's a Christmas rom-com. So you guys, it does end in happily ever after. But I don't want to give away everything. So you guys can figure out the rest. And we will move on to our fun facts brought to you by Julia. Julia's fun fact time. We should make that a jingle. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> so I've got three of them. And I I mean, it's, they're actually kind of... Christina Lauren um, are hard people to find fun facts on, I think. Um, but I combed through their Goodreads nice. and their favorite books. Some of their favorite books on Goodreads are... Um, the Akatar series that and tracks. Throne of Glass. I love it. I saw Court of Silver Flames on there. And then further down, I saw the other ones. I was like, nice. Love that. Um, Evelyn Hugo is on there. As it should. Be. I know, right? And the Love Hypothesis is on there. Oh, nice. I know. I love the Love Hypothesis. I will never stop talking about it. The Love Hypothesis is a classic romance Mm -hmm. it's one that you just can't go wrong with that and i think book lovers like i know that if i recommend people love hypothesis and book lovers they will have an amazing time if Mm -hmm. they are new to the genre you know like they'll just enjoy the book yeah yeah no question i mean i really loved both of those so do i but i think currently yeah that like even other Emily Henry books and Ali Hazelwood's other novel, Love on the Brain, can at times be more niche for people who just enjoy like a good rom-com. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be a little bit heavy on the cheesiness or the romance. But I think book lovers and love hypothesis um, have so much else going on in addition mm-hmm. to like the classic romance stuff that it's just a good read. It is. So anyway, I'll get All off right, my anyway. rom-com soapbox. <laughs> Next fun fact, um, Christina Lauren nicknamed, I assume they nicknamed themselves or they got this nickname, uh, (laughs) CeeLo. So this is a fun fact because I was looking at all of their their stuff on like Instagram too. And I saw CeeLo and was just like, Clo, what the hell is Clo? (laughs) Like it took me forever to figure out oh that CeeLo is short for Christina Lauren. And so that's a fun fact because if anyone is as dense as I am in the mornings, um, you're welcome. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally on their Instagram, which is at Christina Lauren, they are currently doing two different giveaways. One of them mm-hmm. is for In a Holidays and then Another one is for their upcoming book. It's coming out in the spring, um, True Love Experiment. And so, yeah, that one looks interesting. I only like barely glanced at the vague summary that was on it. Um, But I I think is about like a, a game show where everyone on it is supposed to be like a specific type of love niche and Mm. then someone falls in love with the cameraman that sounds awesome Mm -hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure that's what i read but again it's like nine in the morning for me and i'm only on like a half a cup of coffee right now so it's all good girl we're not here to judge you oh thanks i i will judge me enough 
You guys don't go. have to do any of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's right. We got this. I, I got you. Don't worry. Nice. Well, thank you for those yeah. fun facts, Julia. Thank you for listening to them. You, that's um, why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, so Julia, just to kick off, you know, our mm-hmm. our chat about a Christmas book in this, the Christmas time, what would you mm-hmm. say is your favorite Christmas movie? Okay. So <laughs> I love Christmas movies, but I rarely remember the titles of all of the cheesy ones. Sure. Um, but I've seen not like the most recent ones that have come out, just because I've been busy. But like the past few years of like the Hallmark genre, I'm going to give three different answers of like the Hallmark genre. I really loved A Castle for Christmas with Carrie Elwes in it. It takes place in Scotland and he's just like a curmudgeon-y man. And I think Brooke Shields is the lady in it. And it's it's so cute. It's so cute. I loved that. Um. And then I think for, like, my classic Christmas movies, I really like White Christmas. I like the – it's such a good musical. I love a good musical. And it's just that – so that's probably, like, my favorite oldies Christmas. And then um, one that I'll just throw on anytime is The Holiday. Love it. Love those answers. Thank you. What about you? What are yours? Um, My – Top three favorite Christmas movies are The Holiday, absolutely, mm-hmm. White Christmas, and Home Alone. Oh. Um, and in terms of, like, the really cheesy ones, I'm a huge fan of The Christmas Prince. Absolutely. I know I've seen that, but it's been a while since I watched it. It's about the journalist who goes undercover to find out the yeah. prince's secret. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nonsense. they made it what? A trilogy? It has three or two or three to it. I've seen all three. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, the second and the third are bad and they're just bad, but the Christmas prince is so bad it's good. You guys, this is an actual <laughs> line of dialogue from the Christmas prince. Okay. I watched it this morning while I was doing my work around the house because <laughs> um, I don't like working in silence and sometimes it's hard for me to listen to music. So this is a line of dialogue from the Christmas Prince. So they're trying to go undercover, you know, and Mm -hmm. she's talking to her journalist friends and her friend goes, where there's where there's a tiara, there's dirt. This is real dialogue that someone wrote for this movie. And then she goes when she first starts her undercover job in the castle. She's pretending to be the tutor for the little princess. And she goes, hey, there's no loose in this goose. These, this is real dialogue. Someone <laughs> okay, wrote this. That second one is pretty solid. I like that one. <laughs> so if I'm not convincing you to watch A Christmas Prince, I don't know what else to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but this year, you know uh-huh. what movie I've really been into this year is The Family Stone. I've already watched it twice. It's just really my vibe this year. Have I you seen that movie? I have seen that one. No. It's basically about a dysfunctional family, and it stars everyone. Luke Wilson, okay. Rachel McAdams, Diane Keaton, huh. Sarah right. Jessica Parker. I feel like the last big one that I watched um, was Four Christmases. Oh, and that, Reese that Witherspoon. One, yeah, Reese Witherspoon and 
that one guy. That one guy, yeah. I know I who you're talking never about. never remember his name. Um, but that one, I don't know, kind of speaks to me because my parents are divorced. And so they have to go – and their parents are divorced. Like both of them have divorced parents. And so they have to go to four Christmases. And I'm just like, I feel your pain, man. Like family <laughs> dynamics. <laughs> it's It's rough. Yeah. I actually haven't seen that one. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, that one. That one's kind of funny. Amazing. I'll watch that. You watch a Family Stone, and we'll reconvene. Perfect. Love that. Love that. Ooh, you know what else I love? Hmm. Single all the way. That one came out last year, I think. That one that is so really good. good. That one is like the bomb that Happiest Season wounded us all with. Like that. What a terrible movie. Like terrible I want movie. to love Happiest Season, but it's awful. I wish I did, but it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But Single All the Way, so incredible. Good. It's it's. I mean, it's a Netflix Christmas movie, but mm-hmm. they clearly put money into it. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. And it stars Jennifer Coolidge. I know. <laughs> what? Do we need to convince you anymore? No, yeah. we don't. We don't. So. We've got tons of movie recommendations. I <laughs> love this. This is You're fun. Welcome. Are we turning into a movie podcast? <laughs> Is this happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Julia. Moving why, on, yes. Why did we choose this book as our holiday read? And how did um, you come across it? Okay. So I am pretty sure I suggested this book mm-hmm. because around a different holiday or I was at what was I doing? I don't know. I was at Barnes and Noble. I remember very specifically. I was at the bookstore and I was looking at the romance section and I'm pretty sure it was like ha- Halloween time or something. And I saw In a Holidays on the shelf and I texted it to you and was like, Maggie, we should do this for Christmas. Like I, because I, we had like Christmas or like holiday book in our schedule but we didn't mm-hmm. have anything set yet. And then I saw it and was like, we like Christina Lauren. We should do this one. And just kind of like sent it your way. And you were immediately like, yes, absolutely. And so then I bought it then and there and was like, okay, great. I'm going to keep you on my shelf for three months and then I'll reach you. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned about this book from Julia. So mm-hmm. Christina Lauren have written so many books. I can't keep track. They, and- there's a lot. <laughs> There's too many. So Julia was like, you want to read this one? And it was an easy yes from me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, Julia, do you have a favorite line or section from this book that you would like to share? I do. Thank you so much for asking. I feel like you're asking all of the questions right now. (laughs) I'm just interviewing you. Thanks. Um, Okay. So this is in like the last part-ish. But it's after a lot of messy things have happened for May. And May is not a messy person. You find in the beginning of the book, she is very type A. She's very Mm -hmm. like, this is tradition. This is how we like to do it. This is, I need to be the one to take care of my parents because my parents went through a messy divorce. And so now I'm kind of like the bridge and whatnot. And so she puts a lot on herself. And um, she has just had a really messy moment and she's at the stairs and her mom comes up to her and her mom says, listen up. Because I'm going to tell you a secret not everyone knows. Everything is going to be okay. I mean it. I realize everyone around you being messy might make you feel like you can't ever be, but that isn't true. It's okay to be messy sometimes, honey. And I'm just like, oh, thanks, mom. 
That's so sweet. Yeah. So that's that was my favorite line. Nice. What about you? Do you have a favorite line? Um, I just picked two funny lines. Um, no. Ooh, turntables. I did I know. not do a funny line. I know. I'm mixing it up. You did the cheesy one this time. Yes, I read this on a train and I actually cackled when I read this. So <laughs> this is, I think, the second time that she has died and gone back to the plane. And she goes, this time I wake up screaming in betrayal, clutching my face in my head, searching for blood or brains or God knows what. But of course, there's nothing. I don't have to look to know exactly where I am. And I honestly have no more shits to give. I do not understand what is going on. I shout to the plane around me. <laughs> it just really made me chuckle. <laughs> um, yes. And then this part made me laugh. And it's also a little sneak peek to what I love most about this main couple. Mm. And it is how much they talk about Christopher Walken. <laughs> so they've just um, been smooching. And now they're talking about Christopher Walken. He goes, did you know that Christopher Walken is almost 80? I laugh. Why do we even know these things? We're the good kind of weird. Uh, sexy stuff. Uh, but is it a bad weird, I say, that I'm naked and we're talking about Christopher Walken? And he goes, it's good that you are naked. And frankly, I'm happy to share this moment with Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like, you know how it happens a lot in all romances, be it book or film. There's sort of like a quirky thing that -hmm. the couple like bonds over and talks about. I freaking love that it's Christopher Walken. It makes no sense. Zero sense. But I love it so much. It's, I love it so much. Yeah, that, that is solid. That is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that part made me cackle too when yeah. I was reading it. I was like, this is a vibe I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for this couple. Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, well, Maggie. Yes. There are a ton of characters in this book. I know I had a hard time keeping them straight at first, but then as she kept like having to go back, I was like, okay, I know who all these people are now. Um, If you could, would you be a character in this book? That's tough. I don't, I feel like there's a part of me that really does understand the protagonist, but I'm not sure that I would want to be her. I think if I could be anybody, I would honestly want to be Benny. Ah! Sort of like her fabulous uncle figure who's just yeah, wealthy in there. Pick Benny as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's a vibe. He is. And he's Australian. Yeah. Which I think is funny. I think it's great. I love it. I love him so much. Like, what a weird fact. He's just he he's just there. He's there for a good time. Not necessarily yeah, a long time. He's the only he, one who's like truly not related to anybody there. Right. And he like, lives in the attic room every single Christmas. Like he's a grown ass man and he hikes himself up to the attic to stay there. And he talks about how rich he is. He basically plays the fairy godmother to May because he's mm-hmm. the only one who gives her like really good advice and she mm-hmm. he's who she confides in. Yeah, I love him. That's mm-hmm. who I'd want to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't, I mean, I liked most of the other characters, but Benny's just such a vibe. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Maggie. Yes. Do you have a crush on any of the characters? No. I, 
I confess, I thought that May and Andrew were very sweet. You know, there were a few of their scenes that had me just giggling and so happy for them. I was rooting Mm -hmm. for those crazy lovebirds. But I will say they both have traits that really infuriated me. Mm. I mean, if I told someone what I was going through and he automatically just like walked away from me and refused to speak to me, that's like a red flag for me. Hard pass. Um, Even if I sound crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not like you met me a week ago and we've known each other for a week having a romance. You've known me my entire life and that's the way you're going to treat me. I just don't really like that. It left a bad taste no. in my mouth. No. Um, so, yeah, I just don't think any of them are for me, but I am happy for them. I think the person I had, like, it wasn't even much of a crush, but the person I had the most, like, amount of feeling toward was Theo. Yeah. And, like, I felt really bad that for all of the book they're just like oh theo's a player and it's just like theo is a nice person why does it matter like he is a genuinely caring human being like he he just wants to hang out with his bff may and like he just he he i don't know i just he got the short end of the stick i was really rooting for theo at first and then i was like oh may and andrew do make sense but i i texted you i was like may and theo are gonna end up together and that was my original thought as well yeah genuinely christina lauren did theo so dirty because i felt like there could have been so much more with this character because when he found out about may and andrew i felt like something was going to happen but it just kind of fizzled out he didn't even really say how he felt about it just that he was a little bit hurt she was ignoring him but i don't feel Mm -hmm. like they touched on it enough and i also feel like i guess this is sort of leading into um our next question but i think If you're going to do something like the Groundhog Day plot, I just felt like she was so focused on what she wanted from the beginning. Like she knew that she wanted to be with Andrew and that she wasn't happy in everything else. And I just felt like then she got what she wanted and then we kind of had a third act breakup and then it was over. But then what was the point of her going back again and again and again? I felt like If she, if the point, you know, she was going back over and over to try to pursue Andrew, but then she realized that who had actually been there for her her entire life was Theo. Mm -hmm. Like that would make sense to me. But otherwise, I don't know if the Groundhog Day bit is necessary. I think it's funny. I think it adds a lot. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily think that it's making sense with the plot if she's going for what she wanted from the beginning. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was interesting that, like, the moment she started doing something that, like, she thought she might have wanted, she was killed. Like, in that universe, she was like, nope, we're going to start over. Um, And, like, I mean, not killed. She just got, she hit her head and suddenly yeah. is back. Um, But, like, uh, the the one where it was, it was, like, in their final timeline and Theo finds out about May and Andrew and, like, she starts following after Theo and then suddenly the universe is like, nope, you're gonna, we're gonna give you a warning shot, like, might reset if you keep following him. It's like, they really did do Theo dirty. Yeah. This poor young man has i mean he loves this is one of his friends like why can't she go try to explain and so maybe like the universe was worried that she would end up with theo and then would be unhappy i don't know but i don't think that was fair to theo 
I don't think it was either. And I think it's frustrating because then it felt like the world that we were existing in was sort of manipulative. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that May needed to learn was to take courage in her choices. And so whatever choices she was making, at least she's making bold strokes. Yes. And it just felt like the universe is like, you need to get with Andrew, but only in a certain way. Because there were times where she was bonding with Andrew. And then they were Mm -hmm. like, but not this way, dead. And I was like, (laughs) what? Why? Sorry. Take 10. (laughs) So I would say I think May and Andrew totally make sense as a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, They're super sweet and they're super funny together. But I think in doing what Christina Lauren did with the Groundhog Day aspect of the plot, I think she should have ended up with Theo. If it was just like a coming home romance. And I think what they did do really well was make it feel like a Christmas romance. It's not mm-hmm. even just like a rom-com. It really felt like a Christmas w- version of that. Then she should an- end up with Andrew. But I, I, I confess, I was with you. I was kind of team Theo. Yeah. Yeah. But- I'm just going to keep talking about Theo randomly throughout this episode, I think. Just because, I mean, he is a good character. Yep. Do you wish anything else different had happened in the book? Or otherwise, were you happy with him? I mean, outside of wishing may was a better friend to theo because again like they've this family has been together they've known each other for ever like literally they've Mm -hmm. grown up together um so they should she should have been able i think to handle being friends with him even if she was trying to go after what she wanted anyway like she really honed in on okay andrew is what's going to make me happy and then just completely ignored everything else which is not well-rounded in a person. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, um, I, I don't even know what I would want else to happen, I guess. Um, yeah. I kind of, uh, no, I do. I kind of wish that there was another timeline that she ended up kissing Theo on accident. Like if the mistletoe was hidden somewhere. And Oh, yeah. Like, so if if we switched it over to her being with Theo at the end, I think that would have been the timeline where the kiss wasn't drunken and awful. It was nice. And mm-hmm. and that could have been the turning point if it if they were going a different direction. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Because that kind of that kamikaze mistletoe around the house really gave me anxiety. Like, <laughs> like God, who has time to just have a bunch of hooks for mistletoe randomly around the house to move it so no one knows where it is? I know. Also, is this group of people just going around smooching each other? Right. Like, they what? just want to make out with everyone? Like, <laughs> just say it. Don't, don't do it under the guise of mistletoe. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> well, oh, Julia, um, did any of your favorite romance tropes find its way into in a holidays and in addition did any of your favorite christmas movie tropes make it into this book backslash three questions in one question oh my god <laughs> any <laughs> least favorite tropes in this book oh that's so many questions i'm so I glad know. we have the questions right in front of us so i won't forget any of them <laughs> um <laughs> uh no, I don't think so, actually. Um, in terms of any favorite romance tropes sneaking their way in, 
they didn't have a one-bed trope. They didn't have an enemies to lovers. They didn't have a fake dating. So that's a pass from me. They did not have any of my favorite tropes in there. Um, did they sleep in one bed? Yes. Was it because they were forced to? No. Um, so... <laughs> So, no. Um, Any favorite Christmas movie tropes? Um, You know, I really like it when mom or, like, parental figures see their daughter staring at a man outside the window. Like, honestly, those are fun. Like, just being caught ogling someone is just hilarious to me. So that one did happen. I did enjoy that. That was good. That was good. Um. Least favorite trope, third act breakup. Man, I I hate that. I hate that. This is why I love Hypothesis reigns supreme because their third act breakup was not actually traumatizing. Yes. Um, it They did communicate with each other and they're just dumb scientists that decided to end the experiment when they planned to and not keep going. This one was dumb. This one was so dumb. Like Andrew is not listening to May. May Mm-mm. is like bearing her soul. Also they're currently naked. Um and he gets mad at her and just basically shuts down, gets up, hands her her clothes and then doesn't talk to her and makes it super awkward for everyone. And I'm just like Andrew, you are older than her. First of all, you should have more maturity here. Mm-hmm. Second of all, why does it matter? Like she just told you that she yes, it is it is weird that she's kissed your brother. However, it was in a different timeline and also she told you she didn't like it. Like where why why does it matter? Why does it why? matter? It's in the past and she is into you. Clearly, you have already had sex. She didn't have sex with Theo, did she? No. They had like a really weird makeout session where he like fondled her boob and she pushed him away. And it's like, so that that one actually made me very angry. I was upset at this third act breakup. It was atrocious. I hate third act breakups. I hate them so much. Mm-hmm. The reason... Like, they work in some books. Book lovers make sense because they weren't like, let's break up. They were like, I'm moving away. Yeah. That so, one. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. It just Wait. makes sense. It's mm-hmm. natural. But and I love Christina Lawrence, so it's nothing against them. But all of their third act breakups are just like, we're both being dumb. Goodbye. Well, even in The Unhoneymooners, I did not like that third act. Breakup. I did not like that one at all. That one was also atrocious. I hated it. I hated it so much. It made me not want them to get back together. I was like, you both need to work Same. on yourself. Oh, I was pissed. I was, I was so pissed. Not happy. Like, no sort of grand gesture is going to get me. Like if I were in either of these girls' shoes, nothing would get me back. Nothing. I would spitefully start dating Theo, like, and then not be spiteful about it because I love Theo. But, but like. No amount of grand gesture is going to fix the fact that the man basically told you you're crazy and then stopped communicating and stopped talking to you. Nothing. Like, the trust trust is broken. It's not there anymore. Like, obviously, when you're upset, you're going to behave like a child. So, no. No. It's a no from us. Mm -mm. Hate it. (laughs) This might be the most, like, vehement thing on third act breakups that we've discussed ever. We're really letting it just 
fly. We have a mm-hmm. lot of feelings about third act breakups and none of them are positive. No, like even third act breakups in Christmas movies, like in Christmas rom-coms get me upset. I hate it. I hate it. I feel like it's, if you are doing it well, amazing. Because again, book lovers. Well, you can't force it. It has to make sense. It has to make sense for the plot. And then it just feels like cheap storytelling. And it hurts because you know when you're reading the book or watching the movie, if the couple gets together too soon, they're going to break up. Mm -hmm. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it especially hurts because we spend all all this time getting to know these characters and suddenly they're doing something out of character mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense at all. Like, no, the forced third act breakups are are really, really awful. This is why the best romances have other plot things going on. You know, mm-hmm. flat share. Have you read that one? No, gotta. You gotta I'm read sorry. The flat share. That's all right. <laughs> oh, something wilder by Christina Lauren. I actually don't mm. think there's a third act breakup in that one. <gasps> really. I don't think there is. That's in my TBR. I still haven't read it. Um, I've I really liked to. it. Because uh, that one, that one's like a national treasure sort of. Yeah. It reminded thing. me of like Fool's Gold or The Lost City. Mm, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Oh my God. The Lost City. Thank you for reminding me. I just <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> Not a Christmas movie, but The Lost City. <laughs> but we love it. <laughs> um well julia yeah how spicy is this book is this for all of our listeners who are thinking i might buy this book as a gift for someone is it safe for them to give to their grandmothers to be fair (laughs) my grandmother in her final days asked me to read her a romance novel so (laughs) i would buy this for my late grandmother i think that is incredible Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read really her the love first that. chapter of like a Christian rom com. Did she love it? She did. She told me that she wished I had been like sending her, like reading this to her a while ago, or just reading to her in general. So I was like, mm. oh, thanks, Grammy. Um, sweet. It was really sweet. In terms of spice, I don't think it was that bad. And I actually, not gonna lie. I really appreciated the condom use. Yeah, totally. I think we've talked about this a few times, just how good it is to talk about those things. Yeah, because like normally everyone's getting so hot and heavy and they just, because it's a rom-com, you don't want to take take it out of it to use contraceptives, essentially. Um, but honestly, like it didn't take me out of it. It made it a bit more realistic that they paused to put a condom on. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. How spicy would you say it is, though, on the spice meter? It's not the spiciest romance I ever read. Mm-hmm. And the spicy scenes are short. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of closed door. I would say, yeah, they're ish. almost closed door. I would say there's more talk about how they are naked than mm-hmm. about the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. They're just like, we're naked, it's cold. And then that's it, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would say it's not too spicy. Something yeah, healthy. I would, some paprika, I w- some salt, some pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I would, whatever spices I think that get put in a mold wine. Oh, some cloves. Yeah, that's the spice that I think it would be because mold wine is also a very Christmassy holiday drink. So It totally is. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, Maggie. Yes. Is this book a movie or a show? And if not, 
should it be? It is not a movie. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. It's okay. Does any casting come to mind for you? It's not a movie or a show. I don't see why it shouldn't be. I mean, it's just as good, if not a little bit better than any other Christmas movie being made. Mm -hmm. I would watch it. People Mm -hmm. would love it. Not a ton of casting comes to mind. The only casting that came to my mind right away, and it came just while I was reading it, is um, for Theo Austin Abrams. He is in Dash and Lily, which is like that Christmas teen TV show. Uh, I don't know. That's okay. He just looks like a suave boy. Okay. Um, Great hair. I don't know. I just think he would play the role really well. In Dash and Lily, he basically plays a teenager who refuses to like Christmas. And then he finds the joy in Christmas. Cute. But, yeah, it's really <laughs> cute. Um, but he, that's the only casting that immediately came to my mind. Um, oh, I think it would be fun if Woody Harrelson was Benny. I would love that. I would love that <laughs> so much. Like their one big name actor is Woody Harrelson. That would, I just, that would be absolutely incredible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it should be. I'm mm-hmm. set on that now. Yeah. He needs to have like the Hamish hair though from Hunger Games. He needs okay. to have like the long hair. I'll call and I'll ask if they can do that. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Maggie, do you have any final thoughts about in the holidays? Um, or just what? anything in general? Anything in general. I have a lot of thoughts about things in general. Um, no, but if you're looking for a good Christmas romance, this is definitely a good place to be. Yeah. Outside of the third act breakup, which is awful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I probably wouldn't recommend this book to anyone. Um <laughs> Which is rough, but it's just like, I I didn't like the last third just enough to not want anyone else to have to read it. Um, I get it. Which makes me feel bad because actually this is the book that my book club at the park picked. And so we're about to talk about it next week. <laughs> um, anyway, it's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, they just have to agree with me on the third act breakup. Otherwise, we're breaking up. Um, no. Uh, the the third act breakup was really rough. And really I rough. did I did like the way his gesture went. I mm-hmm. liked the, the idea of it. I just don't like that they got back together. I mean, it's definitely not my favorite romance. But I yeah. think if you're just looking for something to sort of scratch your christmas romance itch this isn't a bad place to look yeah that's true i don't really know or like have any other christmas romances though what i have loads okay well then i'm gonna give my recommendation first (laughs) because it's only one and i haven't read it um it's just it's the only other christmas romance that i have and it's on my tbr it's called one last gift and it's by Emily Stone. It from the summary looks like it'll be a Christmassy PS I love you. And I did mm. really like that that book. I read that in high school. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Are you ready for my recommendations? I am. Okay. Here are just some other Christmassy books that I have read. Um, Dash and Lily's Book of Secrets. It's a young adult book set over Christmas where two teenagers um, communicate with each other over this journal. 
that they hide in different places in New York City and force the other to like get out of their shell and try something new. That's it's cute. I like really that. Cute. It's really, really cute. You have to watch the show or read the book, Julia. Okay. I really recommend. Um, the other one is Just Haven't Met You Yet. It's by Sophie Cousins. It's technically more of like a holiday-esque read. Like it takes place over New Year's, but mm-hmm. it has it has like a cozy wintry vibe, which is why I included it. The other one is Landline, um, also by Rainbow Rowell. Ah. I guess she just really likes Christmassy romances. Um, Wait, you didn't say Rainbow Rowell before. I think she wrote Dash and Lily. Oh, did she? Maybe you didn't say Rainbow Rowell. Oh, no, she didn't. She didn't. I was thinking of somebody else. I'm so sorry. She did not write that book. (laughs) I think Rainbow Rowell and I think like Carrie Ann and the the Simon Snow. No, but Landline is about this couple. Um, They're married. I want to say they're in their 30s and they're having a rough time connecting. Um, They're both wanting different things. And then she... um, goes back home for Christmas and he doesn't join her and her phone isn't working. And so she calls him on the parents landline and it calls him when he's in his twenties and when like they had just met and she gets to like re fall in love with him. (laughs) Some serious romance. I know. (laughs) know. It's really good. Uh, I could cry just thinking about it. That would get Um, me. That one would get me. It's really good. And then the other one I haven't read, but we have like 700 of them at the bookshop that I work at because the author um, is Scottish, I think. And she came to sign a ton of her books and she's really, really nice. And she wrote a book called The Christmas Bookshop. And it's about a young woman who tries to save her small town's bookstore during the Christmas season. That's cute. I so, like that. Those are my recommendations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you have way more than I do. <laughs> so I was like, the only other Christmas book I have is like a King Arthur one about his knight, Sir Gawain. I was like, I'm not recommending that. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah, I support that. I, I support mean, that. if you're into the classics, go for and it. You might be. You might be. Um, I I haven't read it. I just know that it's a Christmas book. Um, I have not read it either. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I guess, Julia, with that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your other bookish friends and family. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. We are off to record our newest Q&A for Patreon. If you're interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, follow the link in our bio. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. Thank you so, so much for being a novel friend. We'll see y'all next week for our wrap-up. for Our, our, final, our episode final episode of the season. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>